Focus Target Podcast, Season 2, Episode 64. My name is Shy, and joining me today are my co-hosts, Van and Smiley. How are you doing, guys? Oh, buddy. Are, are, are you going to add an adjective, like illustrious co-host or... Uh, loquacious co-host? Oh, ooh, loquacious. Good. 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 It makes me think of Final Fantasy XI, loquacious ring. Very nice. Smiley, you didn't say anything. You kind of just sat there. No, well, I thought that's what I was supposed to do. Like, I feel like when I introduce you guys, you just got to sit here and <laughs> make it awkward. I knew what so. he was doing. I, knew, <laughs> I thought you were trying to, like, act I wasn't like you're trying frozen. To freeze. No, no, no. That's Van's bit. I don't try, I try not to steal people's bit. That's not cool. Um, no, uh, why don't you tell the people why you're hosting today? Oh, yeah. Well, also, I, I failed to mention that it is October 13th of our the year of our Lord 2020. So I need yeah. to fill in the gaps that our illustrious host, Smiley, would normally, uh, would normally, um, that's me, would normally put in there um yeah i'm i'm hosting this week if you are a new viewer of the podcast normally smiley is our host but today i am hosting because we will be talking about the game star wars squadrons in today's episode a game that i do not own yet so i will be kind of um prompting these gentlemen with some questions and some topics to talk about the game and they will be um sharing their experiences so um that is why the format's a little different and uh, But as always, we are going to start off with our question of the day, as we do every episode. Uh, normally, this ties into a previous episode. Last week, we talked about movies. So, well, a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. Um, but uh, so our question of the day today, gentlemen, is what is your favorite movie to quote and share some gems? And uh, let's, let's start off with you, Van. Um, I don't want to be repetitious but my favorite quote just happens to come from id4 and it is it's simply i ain't heard no fat lady and if anybody, understand, no fat lady. if anybody understands the context of that um it's when everything was bleak they thought they were at the end of the ropes um and they were destroying the mothership and sure enough they got released on their ship and they were able to make their amazing exit out and on the way out um, Jeff Goldblum proclaims, no, I'm sorry, Will Smith proclaims, I ain't her no fat lady, as they zoom on out, and it's just like perfect Because then, Je- then Jeff Goldblum says, enough with the fat lady, you're obsessed <laughs> with the fat lady. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. So, okay, and we use it all the time. We so the we, time. as in my circle of friends and online and gaming and all that stuff, whenever we think that um, time is up or we're we're not going to pass this mission and then all of a sudden something else comes through. One of us will triumphantly praise I ain't her no fat lady and we'll continue to persevere on and usually die. So my question for you is, did you, did you understand the question of the day? No. The question wasn't, wasn't what is your favorite movie quote? It's what is your favorite movie to quote? Oh, and well, now Independence Day, Independence Day is a, is, a, is a wonderful choice. It might even be my choice. But I don't know, man. Like, I've known you a long time. Interview? There's one movie that you quote. Interview. It's the interview. You did the, the interview, interview, right? Like, I was more, more than Independence say. Day, I don't know. Like, it, I, Independence Day gets quoted a lot within our there's, circle. There's, there's another right. one. Well, go, either way, it's between those yeah. two. But yeah, okay. take it away, Smiley. Let, let me let me put a third one on the table. Um, what what is it that you would say? Yeah, you I do know. Here, man, if you're not going to say Office Space, like, I mean, 
I don't know how to say your last name, Van Van Dien. Van so, not podcasting here anymore. <laughs> Van uh, not, not, not gonna be here anymore. <laughs> so I agree that movie is is certainly one of the most quotable. But I feel like we don't quote it as often as the other two, as the interviewer. I don't know. I feel like we've ID. done a lot of office space in our time. Maybe you're right. Maybe not. Maybe we need to bring it back. Maybe we uh, do. You know, the other honorable mention I would say is Super Troopers. I love to quote uh, mm. Super Troopers. Um, I say mother of God a lot, like uh, like uh, Thorny does. Um, I, feel like, I feel like that was a thing before Super Troopers, though. Well, it probably was, but that's what I always think of when, when he's like, mother of God. <laughs> I feel like we... <laughs> I feel like we often use the uh, I can't pull over anymore, officer. I'm already pulled over. We, we use that often when we're like, like if I'm healing or something at a game, and it's like, dude, you need to heal more. Like, I can't heal anymore. I'm already healing, officer. That's a good one. That's a good one. You boys like Mexico? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Shy. All right. Is it a shout Back out to, to Rido for his mustache rides? Mustache ride, yeah. So um, you guys named a couple that I had a list because I figured you guys were going to hit on some of the ones <laughs> on my list. Um, I think a couple from the interview that could get um, on, honorable mentions would be that's such a Boromir thing to say. And, oh, um, and Hector's rectum was real. Um, <laughs> stuff like that. Um, but the one that I want to mention that you guys haven't mentioned yet is Zoolander, I think is one that we often will throw out quotes for that just has some great quotes. I think ones that come to mind are, um, you know, Merman. Merman, Merman uh, pup. I think oh, there was one that one is this pop. a is this a library for ants? <laughs> yeah, the ants. <laughs> the ants is really good. Three um, times as big. <laughs> oh man, there was one in my head before before we started talking about quotes, like from Zoolander. how you're my brother. Um, it's more <laughs> meaningful my brother. that way. Yeah, it's more <laughs> yeah, meaningful just, that way. There's some good stuff in uh. You didn't in think I would be know what a googly is? That's also <laughs> another good one. Yeah. So yeah, so it's some good stuff. Good, uh, good call. Good, good shout outs, guys. But uh, let's get on to the main event. Um, Star Wars Squadrons. Uh, why don't you guys start off by talking a little bit about what platform you guys got it on? Got it on because it came out for what PS4, PC, and Xbox. Did you guys both yeah. get it for Xbox? Is that I picked a, it a up fair for assumption? Xbox, All right. Yeah, I, I bought an Xbox just for the game, actually. <laughs> nice. Yeah, you know, I don't know if I told you guys. I'm gonna do a little segue here. Like, my wife and I had like on an Xbox. No, well, we had this. We got this thing in the mail that said you could win a prize. It was like a little scratch ticket. It was from a company that we do business with, so it wasn't like some ram, random yeah. spam thing. And so I, my wife wants to do it. I'm like, all right, whatever. She scratched it off, and we win. We win a prize. And the five prizes were like five thousand dollars in straight cash, a two night, a three day, two night trip, all expenses paid. Uh, at a hotel anywhere pretty much in in the u.s um like one of those little like siri voice thingies um something else that i don't remember and a fucking xbox and i was like we're gonna win the xbox you know we are and then what am i gonna do with it what am i gonna do with an xbox like and uh we didn't win the xbox we won the two night the three day two night trip which in the current climate is not super useful but it's good for up to a year so we're hoping at some point we'll be able to use it um but i i came very close to being an xbox owner i had a one so, in five chance allegedly so i'm gonna piggyback off that comment and say sheeny and i went to taco bell over the weekend <laughs> and <laughs> and in one of their big box crunch box whatever it's called you can get the promo on the drink yeah. and one of the things you could do is win an xbox so we both entered and we freaking didn't win the Xbox. 
we what? can both count ourselves lucky today. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so right. I went on a bot one so, just for sorry. So sorry jokes aside. Jokes so, uh, aside. We so got what? on the PS4. We're, we're both playing on PS4. Both kind of PS4. Um, nice. Which is, I assume, why you didn't get it to an extent. Maybe there were other reasons you didn't get it, but. Yeah, like if, if we had both gotten it on PC, would you have been more tempted by Squadrons? I would have been more tempted. I don't know if that would have been a guarantee so, to pick it up. Shai, I know you and I talked about this <clears throat> briefly before also, but what was your experience with flying in Planetside and how would that have translated to, do you think, to, to Squadrons if you were to pick it up on PC? Because I debated between picking it up on PC or PS4 also because on the PC I could use a joystick <clears throat> Um, and on the PS4, I have to use the, you know, the joy cons or controllers or whatever you want to call them bumpers. Yeah. I think my answer to that was that, uh, um, in planet side, all of the aircraft are technically hovercraft to a certain extent. And so a lot of the experienced pilots on planet side, they actually don't even recommend using joysticks. They recommend using mouse keyboard because of how it affects the, the hovering controls and you can quickly do reversals and stuff. So I, my understanding is that flying in planet side two is almost unlike flying in any other true flying game. So all the time I spent in that game trying to learn how to fly was wasted for any other kind of flight simulator <laughs> style. Game. That, well, explains, three. that explains why I was so bad at flying in that game. It's because it's not realistic. Well, you're bad at flying in this game. What it doesn't explain <laughs> is why I'm so bad at flying in squadrons, but neither here nor there. We'll get to, we'll get to that. No, yeah. it's, it's certainly here. It's a podcast about oh. squadrons. Oh, right, Smiley. right, right you are. Well, let's say, let's segue off of that comment. So you mentioned being bad flying in squadrons. Do you feel like, is the game hard? Like, are the controls hard to use? Would you guys say in your experience so far? Or is the game difficult as far as um, interacting AI? Um, let's start with you, Smiley, since you're the one who said. That you're um, it's hard. I'm, I'm not a good judge of this because I think I'm just bad in general. Like that, that was the joke, right? That that's why I was bad in, in, in uh planet side no like I, i'm just not a good pilot like mm. i just don't have the the dexterity or the coordination or the the reflexes or whatever it takes i mean van can speak more what it takes to be a pilot in a video game than i can um because at least he has some real world experience with it um as far as the difficulty goes i would say that it kind of depends what you're about um if you're interested primarily in the single player story mode experience um there's a number of different difficulty settings and i am just playing on normal but i haven't had a whole lot of trouble i'm not super deep into it yet i'm sure it's going to get harder um and i've definitely i i recognize that like i could be a lot better if i just played a lot more like i i there's alert there's certainly a learning curve to the game and to the flight controls but i don't think it's like anything super complicated it doesn't it's not like i don't feel like it's like oh man this is this is way over my head it's more just like i haven't quite given it the time that it requires and so if i'm playing single player i think that that's that's probably just fine i think if you're interested more in like the multiplayer competitive pvp side of it um We'll get to, to our experience with that, but um, uh, I think I think that there's if you if you don't have a lot of confidence in your abilities, you probably are going to need to invest quite a bit of time to get up to snuff to to match up with the people who are out there who are actually pretty good. What do you think, Van? Yeah, I think that's pretty pretty fair synopsis of the difficulty of it. There's there's certainly a high learning curve. Um, just because you have to compartmentalize this three-dimensional space and direction 
um, between two joysticks, right? So then if you press right on one, does it roll or does it yaw? And then you have to remember which stick does right, roll, or yaw. I forget and then, that every time that I, same. I, and, and I stop and, playing for 10 seconds. Right, and then halfway through a match, for some reason, I'll think left yaws, but left rolls. And, and it came out of nowhere because I've, I've been using it to yaw for the, or roll for the past like 30 minutes or whatever. Anyways, without getting too, yeah. are people too, too confused? Um, for some reason, my brain keeps going back and forth on that. So I think as Smiley mentioned, as we start playing for a while, um, it'll start to just get ingrained and to become like second nature, but, which is something that I started feeling when Smiley and I were playing, which was awesome. But I think we were like an hour and a half into our session and I was like, holy crap, Smiley, like it's starting to feel like I can move the way I think, right? So I think I think yaw left or I think roll left and the aircraft does what I want it to, or I think speed up and I'm not dipping the nose forward. I'm actually moving the throttle forward instead, because those are both controlled by your thumbsticks. Also your throttle is, you know, thumbstick up and you can determine whether you want that on your left, left joystick or your right joystick. Um, one thing I want to talk about in defense of all pilots out there. Yes, I am a pilot. No, I'm not good at this game. Um, but like there's this miss comp, connotate mis misconception that because you're a pilot in real life you will be a very good pilot in a video game and that does not translate one to one because number one i'm not flying airplanes with a ps4 controller so that's like asking a surgeon to like perform open heart surgery with a keyboard like yes you know how to perform open heart surgery but now you got to utilize this this tool to do so it's not going to happen one to one well, so about that See it's, like, it's, it's like a black belt in karate like losing to you and take tekken and you're like ha i'm better right. than you right yeah like i oh I'm, I'm more of a black belt than you are right so um with that with that that's just my really long way of justifying why i suck at the game um but yeah no but things started to feel well smiley made a comment like yeah if you're going to go pvp it's going to take a lot more practice and i i think that's the same i don't think that's undifferent from any game we've ever played right Agreed. like you know planet well not planet i didn't have single player but like uh battlefield or things like that that have single player like you could tend to breeze through single player even on a normal setting um you might run into a couple roadblocks but you get through it and then you go into pvp and you're like holy shit i don't know how to play this game at all well you know it reminds me a little bit of league of legends because in yeah. League of Legends, you could play against the AI and pretty much have okay. a good time for yeah. the most right. part. Right. But like, if you went into a match, it's not just you against, it's not a one-on-one -on -one match. It's a five-on-five -five match. And so if you're doing bad, your team suffers. And so there's a there's an additional pressure. Like it's, even in Battlefield, it's like, uh, yeah, you're part of a, a larger army. But for right. the most part, I feel like if you just suck, like it, it's kind of on you. Like you don't, have that much pull that you feel like you're bringing your whole team down. Right. And like, that's what I remember hating about LOL is when I did bad. Yeah. Like, I'm not just wasting my time. I'm wasting four other people's time. <laughs> well, you with can my quantify. Yeah, yeah, you can quantify the impact, right? So yeah. if you're playing a 64-player battle on Battlefield, you're one of 32. You're 3% of, of the impact. When you're one of five, you're 20% of the impact. That's yeah. substantially different. Yeah, so there's just a little bit more pressure to it, I think, um, for yeah. that reason. But but again, I mean, like, if you're okay with that, and, you, like, I mean, you will be matched up with people, you know, I don't know what – we played at kind of a, a weird time, I think, in the matchmaking. There was – it didn't seem like there were that many people playing. I'm surprised um, that it took so long to get matches. Yeah. And like, maybe we, the we game's just not minutes, that popular. I don't know. I'm surprised. Which sounds but yeah. crazy, but – we were sitting minutes, like one, I think even went up to like three and a half minutes or something like that to find a match. Yeah. And it was kind of late, but still like you'd, for a Star Wars EA game, I would have expected a little bit more. I think the but... second part is your problem. Mm. 
Well, Van, I want to follow up with you on something really quickly. And then that's, you guys are kind of leading into multiplayer content. And I want to follow up on that as well. But Smiley, you mentioned that you hadn't gotten very far into the single player campaign. Van, have you? Where, where, would you, where do you feel like you are in the single player campaign? I'm, I'm probably less than Smiley, to be honest. You haven't uh, played any, have you played any more? No, I've, I've played, played it. I, I just can't remember where I ended up at. What do you guys think about that? I know a lot of times multiplayer games, the single player game seems tacked on or kind of half-baked. I, I was uh, watching some stuff about the single-player campaign, and it sounds interesting. Like, it's through different perspectives. Like, you play, like, a pilot from the Rebellion and one through the Empire. Um, what do you, I mean, have you guys enjoyed it so far? Is it just kind of, like, just a side thing that you, you're like, maybe I'll finish one day, or do you plan on going through the full story? Van? I do. Yeah, I plan on going through the whole story. It is cool because... Uh... It'll force me to play something that I don't think I like. Like originally, I want to do okay, cool. I want to fly an X-wing for the rebellion or, or the new new um new conglomerate. What are they called? Republic. New Republic. <laughs> what was the new conglomerate? That was was that Planicide? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the, yeah. yeah. So the um so the NC um so so I just I don't know. But when you play the the um the campaign. Um, it forces you to play on both sides, so you're you're flying Tie Fighters and stuff like that. So it'll, I think it's good. I mean, it, it'll be a good exposure to aircraft that I didn't think I wanted to fly, and then eventually end up liking. I thought it was all right. It's I didn't get super invested in it. It seems they definitely try to build a story and give you characters in your squad on both sides that at least interest you if not you know obviously they try to make you care about them a little bit and they you know i think they kind of do a, a pretty good job I, I don't think it's i would say for a game like this it's actually pretty it's pretty well done i think we're maybe used to a little bit higher bar of storytelling with games like you know witcher 3 and things like that where or even the uh bethesda games you know like you have uh, or the, I was thinking about this, but I was also the Grand Theft Auto. I mean, yeah, like Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, mm -hmm. you like. There's a lot of games now where like you have a lot of interaction with mm -hmm. the characters, and I think that's the one uh, thing that people have complained about with the single player mode is like you get to talk and like they talk to you, but you don't actually make any choices. You don't have any meaningful interactions. You can't like. It's like more or less friendly. It's it's more like you're watching. You know, it reminds me a lot of StarCraft or Warcraft. Like hmm. when you're in the war room and you can click on something and then they talk to you about that or whatever. And, yeah. But you're not really, there's not like a, an actual story dialogue yeah. happening kind of thing. Yeah, it seems like what they were trying to do is is in a little bit of a way recreate almost like a first person Star Wars movie, right? So it's not hmm. a create your own hmm. adventure or an open world feel, but it is more like, you know, you're following the story of these two yeah. people. They're not necessarily you. They're you, but they're also not you in a way. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of it's kind of weird. It kind of it feels kind of tacky at sometimes, but at other times it's like, you know, I mean, they it's cool that they give your co-pilots a personality and you're actually part of a squadron and you can either like or dislike them or whatever. Like I'm okay with it. I'm interested. I'm interested to see where the plot goes. Cool. Um, you guys were jumping into, I think, starting to talk about multiplayer before I asked you about the, about a single player story. Um, what do you guys think about how the multiplayer has been implemented? Like as far as scale, I think you guys mentioned it's five person teams potentially. Yeah, five v five. I'd be curious. Five v five for ball, um, which is like just 
go at it 5v5, kill each other. Right. And then there's the... What the heck was it called, Smiley, the thing we did? There's the capital ship defense thing. I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, we'll, I can't, we'll do a cleanup I can't remember on it. Either. And that's 5VAI. Um, so... Well, I think it's all. I think it's. I think that mode is five VAI or five V five. I think you can. Yes, because we unlock, did one five V five, right? Well, we did a we. So when you start, you get, you can do five V five, head to head, like you said, kind of the just the death match. Then you could also do the five players versus AI in the, in the back and forth, and then once you unlock the ranked. Like we could, we didn't have it unlocked yet. We had to play a certain amount. Then you can do five on five PVP in that same mode. That's right. That's called. Sorry. Does that have to be ranked the five v five in that mode? Is I don't know. Right. I'm not. I'm not sure. Yeah. So it it <clears throat> it definitely seems limited in modes. I'd be surprised if they stopped there. I'm also don't know why they chose such few. Um, ships combatants players. versus combatants yeah. yeah players versus players mm -hmm. to have a 5v5 because when you think of like star wars space battles just from canon like you picture these all-out battles of like you know whenever they say like oh yeah get our fighters on them you'll see 40 fighters drop from a destroyer or something like that right and so like it'd be really awesome and, and i understand the limitations why they wouldn't have done it um there's not a lot of scenery to develop kind of like battlefield where you have grass blades of grass and all this other crap and environment and wind and everything i mean you're in fucking space right so what do you have you got to put an asteroid out there you got to put some stars it doesn't seem that demanding to me to where they couldn't have just put like originally launched it with 20 v 20 or 40 v 40 and maybe they just wanted something to hold on to to later for an expansion i don't know but it, it certainly can't just it can just be what it is I would be disappointed if that's where it stopped. So look for a couple of cleanup items. So that other mode is called just called fleet battles, fleet battle mode. Um, and then secondarily, they do try to make it feel a little bit more populated because even in five, <laughs> excuse me, even in the five V five, there are AI controlled ships flying around that you can kill for like lesser points, uh, sort of like minions in like a League of Legends setting. Um, so it's not just that there's like five snub fighters per side. There's other ones flying around, but I agree with Van. I, I would have expected that they would have gone a little bigger than that in this day and age, in the day and age of, um, you know, some of these, you know, 64, like you referenced earlier, 64 person battles. Like you don't necessarily have to go that big, but, you know, even if you go 10 on 10, that feels a lot bigger. It feels a lot more like you're part of something, especially if you're assaulting like a star destroyer or something. Mm -hmm. Like, you'd think you'd want that kind of numbers. Like, you need that kind of numbers. Like, what good is a snub fighter against that thing? You know, <laughs> what kind of what good is a snub fighter against the Death Star? Right. Indeed. All right. So yeah, I mean, um, yeah. Go ahead if you have something else. No, no. So it sounds like you guys, you guys think that the scale is a hindrance. Um, let me. So I think. And I don't know if you guys have more thoughts about multiplayer, but going into, I think tying into that somewhat, talking about the modes and the scale, we could talk about just like how fun the game is. And I think part of my question in regards to that would be also like, how does it control? Like you think a game that involves spacecraft or, or dogfighting, you want to have tight controls. You want the game to, to run smoothly. And I wonder if 
part of the reason that the scale is the way it is is that they didn't want to release a game that was too ambitious that was buggy and crashy and they wanted to release a tight experience does it feel tight does it play well does it feel good or do you feel like um it doesn't even hit that mark I think it does. I, I feel like it, it plays pretty well. I feel like I can't control the ships for shit. I'm always crashing into stuff, but like I don't get the feeling that it's that the game is being difficult. It's that I need to be I, like, I just need to get good. Um, the only thing that my only real complaint, like I feel like the hit boxes are pretty good. Like I didn't really find they myself seem a little generous to me, maybe generous, but like, yeah, you could say that, but like, even just like flying, like collision detection, I didn't ever feel like I crashed into something that I shouldn't have. Yeah. Which is important. And, and especially because, yeah. you know, you said before, what do you need there? But like, they obviously have taken a lot with these stages, both in single player and multiplayer. Like there is a lot there. There's asteroids and there's debris and there's crashed ships and shit. Like there's a lot out there. And so it does feel good from that regard. My real complaint and sh- and I know we both experienced this when we played together. Like the the arenas seem small. Yes, I already know where you're going. Like there were a number of times when we were playing against the AI that I tra- I was chasing an AI ship and the AI ship would fly off the map and I would like be following behind it and the screen would get very white and foggy and say, turn around. And then I would turn around and I would die and lose my life before I could get out of it. And it's like, dude, like why can, for okay, for one, why is it so narrow? Like we're in space, like we should have a little extra room. It shouldn't be that tight. And for two, why should the AI shits be able to go there? Like that's just <laughs> fucked up, man. Like, like, come on, like you're just setting me up here. And then for three, like, okay, like give me a chance. Like I'm going full speed chasing down another ship. Like you had to give me a chance to turn around and get out of there. Like loosen up a little bit like i don't think i ever made it out of there like once i found no, myself no, in that fog once. i was never I, I able nev- to turn around fast never enough to survived get out of there. once nope yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of fucked up that was one of my yeah. really only gameplay complaints everything else i felt like was my fault yeah um, the, i'd, I'd agree i think the game the game handles really well it feels good it's smooth i in all flying games and I know, I know this is my limitation, not the game limitation, because they do offer VR. And from what I read, like the reviews on VR are amazing. And, and I kind of feel like you need that in a flying game. You need to be able to look right. You need to be able to look left. Uh, maybe we'll find those, those asteroids that we run into because we're turning in a full bank, right, as fast as possible. All of a sudden, an asteroid pops up. Well, if we could have looked ahead at that, that may have helped tremendously. Um, but so, so that's not a fault of theirs um but I, I just feel like and i don't have vr but i feel like it would just be such a, a better experience with vr right now though it, it automa- it does feel really solid like a game uh, or it feels like a solid game it does what i want it to do um yeah i'm not having bullshit deaths with the exception of the fog of war on the outside with the extremely limited space for some reason in space um so all those things that smiley said i i agree 100 percent. i will say since you brought up VR, um, this was the first game I think I've ever really felt like, oh man, I wish I had VR to try this out. Like I've never really been into it or interested in it otherwise. But this is a game that you would, like if, if I had PSVR, I would be interested in seeing what it was like. But I don't either, so. 
glad you guys segued into that because that was going to be something I was going to ask you about. Um, I didn't think either of you had any had VR technology, but I was going to ask because when I was looking at videos about squadrons, one of the videos I watched was by the Easy Allies group, and they the way they described it was that it basically changed expectations for future aircraft or like space fighter games really to like actually that people should start expecting vr support that's how good the vr support is in i believe squadrons it. yeah everything i've read everything i've read about vr is just praised how how well they did it i wonder now that we're talking about it i know vr vr limitations are a big thing in games um so whenever like you play like i think the crew was one of the first um games to offer vr on ps4 VR and and the version of it was a very watered down version of the entire game so and then there were there have been other games that have come out and it's it seems like I'm wondering now that we're talking about it out loud if that's why the game is so mm. limited because they have to tailor it to the VR also not just yeah. not just the other people playing and that 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 probably is the only thing that makes sense to me yeah I, I kind of makes you wish if, that, if that's the case you, you almost wonder if they should have done a VR mo- like a like yeah. made it, made separate modes, and that that would be nice too because then everybody's especially in a multiplayer competitive game, then everybody's playing on the same playing field. You know, like what yeah. until yeah. I do it myself, I don't really know. But is there a huge advantage? It seems like there would be an advantage to having the VR. And so, like if we're going against a bunch of dudes playing on PSVR. Like that's not necessarily a level playing field in the first place. So there's other there's competitive reasons to split it up as well. Like I just I think would say you have an edge in VR. I mean, like I would think there's so. so many times that I over rotate my target because mm-hmm. by the time it comes into the line of sight, I'm already carrying momentum. So then I gotta I gotta swingle back. Where well, if I could preemptively see that target coming into my field of view, I can yeah. certainly start slow down my roll. Slow. Well, your I think roll. for me, like the the hardest thing for me, it's kind of like you you were talking earlier about your fingers not following along with your thoughts and for me like part of it too is that you also you're also using those same controls to look right yeah and so if you if you separate looking from what you have to do with your hands if your hands are strictly moving and aiming and doing throttle and your looking is independent i think that's more natural it's just one less thing to think about like yeah i think i would probably perform better in that circumstance i don't know maybe not yeah maybe there's no hope for me um that's certainly possible. Cool. Well, gentlemen, I think we're, um, I think we'll be moving on to talk about maybe some um, thoughts related to EA's involvement with the project. But before we get to that point, do you guys have anything else specifically like initial thoughts about the game itself, uh, core gameplay story, um, anything that you wanted to touch on or cover? Who do you want to go first? Uh, Van? Van? I want you to go oh, first. All right. No, Smiley. I keep, am I, do I keep going to Van first if I keep throwing it to him? All right. You do. That's all right. I'm sure I do that to you guys all the time. Um, so I'm getting my comeuppance. Uh, I would say, um, you know, I didn't expect to get it day one. I wasn't planning to. I probably shouldn't have considering how much I, uh, how much I've played it. And now that I just got NHL 21 last night um, and that is definitely going to take a lot of my time away. Like, I don't even know what I'm going to go back to it. And so I don't, I don't know. Sorry, I just knocked over my water bottle. Sorry about that. People on the camera uh, <laughs> watching live scared me a little bit. Um, so I don't think this is a real, I don't mean for this to be an indictment of the game. Like the fact that I have, I bought it and I played it a little, and I played a little bit with Van, but I haven't had a real drive to pick it back up. Like I have been playing kingdoms of Amalur and some other stuff in lieu of it. And so 
I feel like that maybe is, is kind of a bad sign, but overall I do think it's good. I think it's cool. Um, I'm not disappointed that I got it. And I, I do think it's a solid game. I'm, I am interested in the story and I am interested to see if they do, like there's been talk that they're not planning a whole lot of additional support or content or things for it. But, um, you know, I'd, I'd be curious to see if they do go with a larger or more expanded multiplayer options, things like that. Um, it'd be cool. I wonder too, like it would, it seems like a game that would be ripe for a co-op story mode, you know, like very rarely are you going into any of these missions solo. Like you always have wingmen and squadron mates, like, like a, a, a co-op campaign would be, would be pretty cool. I think that would be really, would be really dope. So I haven't heard anything about that coming. I'm just, I'm just spitball. You heard it here first. Inside information. What about you, Van? My only final thoughts on the way it plays is I want to play around with the controller settings a little bit because it's the first game that I felt uncomfortable in flying where you have other games. Oh, shit. I'm not going to be able to rattle off the names. Um, I'll get back to you. But anyways, there's other Jet Fighter games that I've played, and they had, they wrote, they, they fly on three different axes, right, too? Up, down, left, right, forward, backwards. You go forward, you can go backwards, you can go side to side. They do all that stuff, too, and it always felt good. It still felt good. Whereas this one, like, it's the same axes, but you're in space, so there's really not much difference. But yet it still feels, it's not clunky. It just doesn't feel right to me. And I know one thing that those games do do is they add the power like the throttle up and down to your buttons so like circle and x and whatnot so i think i'm going to switch that to circle and x and then i'm going to change like maybe if i want uh, i don't want to get too inside baseball but i'm going to change around my controls a little bit and see if i can't make it feel any better than it does so well let's follow up with you in a future episode van and and find out you know your thoughts your experiences with changing around control system um and whether smiley's booted up the game since this podcast there you go um do you think all right so last final thought this is kind of out of nowhere um question for you guys because small you're talking about like potential future modes or future like gameplay types what if could you guys ever see there being something like a raid like a squadron's raid where like maybe like you took on the death star like and it was like super hard content or uh that would be cool that would be cool where you have to where you have to assign individuals aircraft right because you'll need your bomber you'll need your your x-wing maybe even flying capital ships at some point i don't know be kind of cool. Yeah, capital like, ships would be would be dope too. Yeah. Anyways, the game I was thinking of was Ace Combat. Ace Probably Combat. I wondered. Combat. I wondered if it was Ace Combat, man. Yeah. And cool. it doesn't feel it doesn't feel wrong. It feels right. But this one just yeah. I'll figure something out. We're All not right. having an earthquake. I promise. I just accidentally hit my camera. I need to do something. Knock over some water. Or hit my camera or something. Um, <laughs> You're not well. also in California, so it's okay. <laughs> so, gentlemen. Um, Let's dig a little bit deeper into Squadrons and maybe it's a sorted background. Um, this game was brought to us by a company that we all know and love dearly, um, a company known by two letters, uh, E and A. Um, when you guys heard that Squadrons was, that, that EA was bringing out a game at all, you know, much less a Star Wars game, which unfortunately is what they do. Um, what were you guys' thoughts? Does that, when you guys think of a game that looks interesting and see that it's by EA, does that immediately dampen your uh, your expectations? Uh, Van? <laughs> Throwing it to Van again. This is, this is a, I feel like, doesn't matter, um, just make a choice. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like 
that's a loaded question. Like the answer was known as you were asking it. Um, nice. Yeah. So EA, it's no secret. This is a gaming podcast. We've talked about it a million times. So we have to be honest with our viewers as we always are. Um, hasn't had the best track record of releasing full-fledged game at an accurate price point or if they do release a game at a standard price point having micro purchases or bs responses to why you don't need to pay you could just play to win also um and their stuff so yeah we've been let down often by ea um I, I will by, give them huh most notably by battlefield right the new star wars right or Battlefront. Battlefront, yeah. Battlefront, yeah. yeah. Right. And um, so I, I'll i give them credit that they are certainly, they, they know what they did wrong, and they it seems like they're trying to make it right, which which is good. Um, but I'm always, I'm still skeptical of them, just because, you know, what did George Bush say? Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on you again, I think it was. Fool, fool me twice, fool won't be fooled again <laughs> i watched that live i, I remember watching that live oh, nice. nice so anyways oh, I'm, yeah, I'm skeptical whenever they put out something because they 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 have a very good marketing team that make everything they they develop amazing in trailers and this was no different this game looked fantastic in trailers mm -hmm. luckily for the most part i would say it delivered on on what it promised in the trailers like they didn't try to make you think it was going to be 50 versus 50 they were very clear that it's 5v5 furball and 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 it's you know this titan battle what the hell was it called fleet battle fleet battle and that too and, and that's what you got right and and a story and a storyline also so they were they were up front they promised and i think i think they delivered on I can't say expectations because they were all around the board, but personally, they delivered on my expectations from the game for the preview. So, yeah. I would agree with that. I mean, I think you always you always tread carefully where you've been burned before. But I think it was clear to me that in this case, they knew their own reputation. They knew that people were going to, to examine this game, what was promised and what was delivered under a microscope because of what happened with battlefront and um you know so they i think that like you said they were pretty clear with what they were doing and and um and i i don't have a lot of complaints i think you do have to you know i mean any game these days you know you got to do your research a little bit and you know i that's one of the reasons i said i wasn't going to pick it up day one and then i did anyway because i need to have some impulse control problems apparently but um you know i think uh, um I think it is telling since we're talking about EA squanders in the past and how they're trying to put the right foot in front of them. I think it is hilarious. I can't remember the exact quote, but dang, it was funny. In the um, launch trailer, there's like one of the lines says like, uh, and they brag about this on the launch trailer, and it's all huge. And it says, unlock cosmetics or unlock everything just by playing the game. And you're like, why do you have to say that? Like... That is such a ridiculous yeah. proclamation for anybody to put. But when you realize that it's coming from EA, it completely makes sense. Right. So even they're trying to trying to make it right. But just making that statement was hilarious. 
I think something that's worth mentioning is that you guys, uh, besides the fact that we've both, we've all been burned by EA and then like Smiley brought up a great point specifically with battlefront again, that the three of us were super excited about, I think what the game that kind of spawned, I think the seatbelt photos that we did for a while where we'd buy a game and take pictures of it buckled into our, our, the seatbelt of our car, because we were you know so excited about the game. We were protecting it, you know, on the drive home. Um, and then to be utterly disappointed by that game, um, obviously you guys still spent money on squadron. So they still got you to spend money on a game that they created. Um, do you <laughs> not to maybe make you guys feel bad about it? That's not the point of the point of the, the, the statement, but do you guys, one thing about this game is it's not a full price game, right? By what we expect, right? What it's not $60. What, how much, how much is it smiley for, uh, yeah, they, they announced right before it came out, there's going to be 39 99. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, that's... Um, where, where would you put the price points, Miley? Like, if you're knowing what you know now, like, where would it, you put the price points? I think at? that's fair. I think that's a fair amount. Like, I think if they'd have gone 60, I don't know that I would have been like, this is not right. You know, like, I, I think they could have they could have gone 60. I think it was a effort of goodwill. And I think, um, sorry to jump around a little bit on you, Shy, but I mean, we, we talked a little bit about you know, whether or not there would be future content. So we did a little bit of research on it and it kind of ties into the price. I, I want to read a quote. So I went, I just did a Google search and the first thing that came up was a site called slashgear.com. So if I don't know if anybody's familiar with that, but I know I wasn't up until this point, but I want to give credit where credit is due. And what they wrote was they said, speaking to upload VR, which I don't know what that is. I assume that's another media outlet. Um, Star Wars Squadron's creative director Ian Frazier was straightforward when asked if there would be any post-launch DLC for the game. Quote, never say never, so to speak, but as far as our philosophy goes, we're not trying to treat the game as a live service. We don't want to say it's almost done and then dribble out more and more of it over time, which to be honest is how most games work these days. So we've tried to treat it in kind of an old school approach, saying you've paid the $40, this is the game, and it's entirely self-contained. We're not planning to add more content, this is the game, and we hope you understand the value proposition. So... The fact that he addresses that directly makes me think that that's part of why the price point was lowered is because, like to his point, a lot of games these days, you know, think about a game like Diablo 3, which, yes, it did have some paid expansions, but like they have continued to update and iterate and adjust and do events and do all kinds of stuff. Like the game has lived for years and years and you could have bought it once for 60 bucks and have had a decade of support of a very quality game. And that's to his point, that's kind of the standard now is a lot of games are supported through their life cycle. Another example, this is um, a game that took a lot of flack when it came out, no man's sky, right? Like they have continued to work on that game and put out free update after free update five years after it came out and nobody's had to pay an, ex an extra dime. Uh, and it's like, it's a completely different game now. So I think to an extent that they're saying, you know, we're not going to do that. And we understand that maybe our product isn't valued the same because of that, because we're not going to do that. Van, I want to get your thoughts on it. But uh, do you think that when you see a $40 game, do you think immediately, oh, this is only two thirds of a game? Yeah, I do. Um, really? and, and it sucks because I'm, I'm looking. Yes and no. So for a X expecting a triple a title like squadrons at 40 i certainly do if you're telling me like some indie game indie is priced movie, at 40 sure. okay. no i'm thinking you're getting a full game 
but for something like EA produces squadrons um, and I see it at 40, then, I, and then it's like, okay, well, they know that this isn't what the general playing public would consider a full fledged game, which is why it's at this price point. So I'm going to automatically expect only two thirds of a game. And I feel like, I feel like it's there. I mean, I've already spoken in the beginning of this podcast to the, the um, lack of abundance in different flying modes and, 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 and uh, PVP modes, online, online gaming. Um, I would, I would honestly, and mark my words here on October 13th, I would be, um, I'd be surprised if they didn't do a single free patch or something like that to offer a different multiplayer mode. I really would. But conversely, Smiley, I want to, I want to say something else that if they're saying, Hey, this is the game. We don't plan on releasing any expansions. This is the full fledged game as it is. I feel like that's argument or ammunition to price it at $60 as opposed to 40 and then know you're going to get more money through expansion passes and DLCs and stuff like that too. So, I mean, I I feel like that statement could go either way. Okay, good. I agree. But I don't think they're going to sell anything else for it. No, but I'd be surprised if they didn't add something else to it. Uh, let's take it back. So Van, I'm going to ask you this about this, but like you've mentioned in the trailer that, you know, you can unlock everything in the game without, you know, by playing the game. Um, what do you think about like the unlock system, the customization system that is not cash shop, cash shop related? Do you, do you are you incentivized to play? Like, does it seem impactful or interesting enough to like incentivize you to play the game? To unlock yeah, stuff, or? it does. It, it feels, it feels a lot like a battlefield, like an old school battlefield where you start out with your single pistol, you start out with your single carbine and the more you play, you get to unlock different pistols. In this case, different cannons, different um, anti missile deterrence and systems and stuff like that so and as well as cosmetics to your aircraft so different things to add on to your x-wings to make it to add flair to it so but yeah it feels it feels good it feels right it feels normal and comfortable and relate and traditional to me nice smiley one thing that makes me sad about this and this isn't specifically about this game although i do think this game is subject to it is you know i feel like I, I wish that the single player and multiplayer upgrades could be different because I feel like because of multiplayer, they have to make the upgrade, the upgrades that you unlock min, minimal, mm-hmm. you know, more side grades, different flares, different specs, but not like, you know, if you have gun B, you're going to obliterate someone with gun A, like you have to maintain that balance. But like what I always liked about these kind of games and upgrading stuff is like really feeling a difference in my power. Like I remember one of my favorite games of this sort was uh, Rock and Roll Racing for the Super Nintendo. And a game's a gem. It doesn't seem like it would be, but it is a gem. Um, and like, it was cool because you could upgrade your vehicles and like you could really soup them up. And like, like as you upgraded your weapons and your engine and your tires and stuff, and like you felt the difference in speed and handling and damage that you could do. Like, like, that's what I want. Like, I want to be able to get like better guns. Like I want my lasers to be able to like take down ties and two hits, you know, things like that. And I'm fine for it just being in the single player mode, but like, I don't think that's the case And that to me, it, it makes me a little bit less motivated because it's like, this offers me maybe a different play style or like, a, like it reminds me a lot, honestly, of uh planet side hmm. where it's like, you like, upgrading things on the vehicles really could make a big difference but like to me it was like the things for your character like not that they didn't help but like they were small and 
even like if my character was maxed out, the difference was too small to account for my lack of skill. Like it didn't really actually help me any, you know. You want to be OP? I'm sure it would be a differentiator between people of roughly equal skill sets. But for me, who I feel like I'm a little bit below, it didn't really feel that impactful. But again, that's not a, a knock on squadrons. I understand why they do it that way. Just more of a personal preference. Cool. Um, any other EA related thoughts in regards to squadrons? Smile, you're shaking your heads. Head, Van. I, I guess I'd be remiss if I didn't say at least an, that I feel like the price point to me just... And, and maybe it's because I haven't gone through the campaign as deep yet, but I honestly think it's probably should have been twenty nine ninety nine. Mm, but really? that's just my opinion. Yep. Man. Based on yeah. all the other things that, that have been said. I would have to see. I mean, I guess I don't know how deep the campaign is, but I know that I've probably played two to three hours and like, I don't think I'm very far into it at all. So I think there's a lot there. I mean, I guess yeah. Was, yeah, if it ends very abruptly after like another couple of missions, then, then I would probably revise my, my perspective but i yeah I, I feel good with what i paid for and again so i want to preface that with i haven't gone through the whole campaign so it's an uneducated statement cool well guys thanks for sharing your thoughts about uh squadrons i think we'd definitely be interested in hearing you know in a couple weeks or months more yeah. from either of you guys smile if you end up popping it back in your ps4 <laughs> well, Man, it's funny because wanna... technically it's still in there but <laughs> oh, all right, all right, all right. And advance hasn't come out. Go pro, you know, as a as a pilot, you know. Um, mm -hmm. You're because I'm a pilot in real life. I should fly. be a perfect expert at this. Yeah, you're, you're, you're a pilot. pilot. You can I'm, fly. Yeah. I can fly. Keep it coming. Does it anybody coming. have right. any missiles left? <laughs> <laughs> nice. We 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 do quote we do quote ID four a lot. It's, that was, it's that a, was a lot. It's a lot. Um, all right. Well, I think we got a couple minutes, guys. Yeah. We do a quick uh quick round of disc other discs in the drive. Um. Van, why don't why don't we start with you? Are there any other games in your uh, your what sounds like a very busy life at the moment? Um, yeah, have time to play. So I just picked up Squadrons. It's a game about um, like X wings and okay, we're not gonna go there. Oh. Um, <laughs> we have that game, Van. We have we have time. Do we have that much time? <laughs> so that, I'm playing that game. Um, I'm finishing up on um, Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, you gotta finish that so we can talk. Um, I'm almost done. So, oh, without, well, I, I guess this isn't spoiling anything, but I'm I'm almost to the rooftop of the Shinra building. Okay, that's, you're whether you there. played Final Fantasy VII 20 years ago or not, that's that's not a Tells spoiler at all. Are. So, there's yeah. rooftops in this game. <laughs> what? It's... Smiley. Oh, that's it. That's, that's it. Oh. That's it. All right. Okay. Uh, well, I'll have to give my full disclosure. Uh, you know, we knocked on EA a little bit here and there, but I just gave them 80 bucks for like, for, for NHL two twenty one, Um, and the reason it was 80 bucks is because I'm too impatient. Like I could have waited like a normal person to get the game on Friday. Like I already have it pre-reserved at, at GameStop, but I couldn't wait. And of course they're doing a deluxe version where if you pay an extra 20 bucks and get it for 80 bucks instead of 60, you get, you know, you get a bunch of goodies, but you also get three days of early access. Oh. And I was like, oh, I'm going to do that. I told Sarah about it. She's like, don't do that. <laughs> and then I was like, it's, I was like, I'm not going to do that. It's fine. I'll just wake up through the work week and then I'll have the whole weekend to play. You were like one of the most closer, patient I persons I know yeah. with your money I, too. I don't know why. Like Hockey I haven't, man. <laughs> I haven't got the last the last NHL game I bought, I think, was 2006. 
So it's been 14 years. I'm not, I've never really been that into the, into the NHL series. Like I find that the hockey was just not that good. And like, I'd rather go back and play ice hockey on the Nintendo. Like that was a good hockey experience for me. I was enough, but it was really the end that NBA, those free NBA 2k and 2k 16, 2k 20 games that we got on PSN that really made me feel like, like I loved the be a pro mode in that game. And I, but like, I don't have the same passion for basketball that I do for hockey. And so for any, the NHL game, the thought of being able to do that um, was really exciting. And so I got it last night It unlocked it like 10 o'clock my time. And so I got it and I played it for a couple hours before bed last night. Um, I really like it. I think it's really good. I'm actually really impressed. And maybe it's because I haven't, you know, played an NHL game since 2006 and the technology has just come a long way. It feels really good. It feels really hockey-like. Like they, they have a really good realistic feel to the game, um, which I really like. So um, I've only got three hours of time with it. I did not need to spend an extra 20 bucks um, to get it three days. <laughs> um, the only, the only silver lining for that, the only silver lining for that is that like part of it also was like, you got like a whole bunch of like, if you guys are familiar with any of the other major sports games for me, they have the ultimate team, um, which is a game mode where you like collect cards, which unlock players. And then you build like this conglomerate yep. of players and you can do challenges and, and play games with them. And like, I've never really been into that. Like in the NBA games, I was never super into that because I just don't know the NBA players outside of like the nuggets and the superstars hockey. I do know like those middle-class players. Like I know those guys who aren't that good, but who play for the random teams because I know the league so well. And so I have enjoyed it. And so like, I did get a bunch of extra packs for that. So that was pretty cool. Um, so I, I, I don't regret it. Um, my wife probably thinks I'm a, I'm a douche for, uh, <laughs> being impatient, which as you said, is not normally a trait of mine, but, uh, uh, there you have it. So I'll, I'll have more of that in the future. Cause I've only got three hours of playtime so far, but, um, yeah, I'm still, I haven't given up on kingdoms of Ambler. I'm trying to push through it. That game is so huge. I've played like 80 hours. It's really good, but like there is so much content like you can just play and play and play and play i find a hard thing with some of those in-depth rpgs is sometimes you get so deep and it like you get to a point where like other things start coming out or you're interested or you get busy and then like you yes drop, and like that's always been later, the problem you're like oh i really want to play kingdom's vamalur but you're like i don't where know was i doing. yeah let's just start from i don't even know how to from combat square works. zero yes. you know yeah. like oh, it's start absolutely true. that's the three times this is my third playthrough and that's where i am again it's like yeah I want to try to not lose track of it because I would like to finish it. Even if I just like, I'm trying to push more through the main story and like, it's hard for me to pass side quests. Like it's just not in my nature. I'm a completionist, but I'm, I'm trying to at least get through the game so I can see the ending. And, you know, I'd like to, it's, it's a wonderful game. I, I'm really happy that I picked that one up. Cool. All right, Shai, back to you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so quickly, I don't really have a game I'm playing a lot. I've, I've been dinking around on War of the Vision some more on mobile. It's a good game right now just because I can, like, just – honestly, I can just let it auto, like, do stuff auto and then, like, be doing something else. Um, but uh, I did over the weekend. Game you play not to play. Kind of. <laughs> I've, I've said before, like the now. artwork in that game, just I love the artwork in that game. I love the character design, the vision card art. I don't know. Um, over the weekend, Steam had – Steam occasionally, the, the computer – 
uh, vendor, Steam, um, they sometimes do free weekends where you can download a game and just try it out for the weekend. And they had Total War Warhammer 2 was the free game mm. over the weekend. And they had some sales on the other Total War games. So the Romance of the Three Kingdoms Total War game was 33% off. Um, but I downloaded it because I, I, I like that style of game going back to a long time ago, a game called Lords of the Realm that I used to love. Um, it had kind of like turn-based empire building, but real-time combat. And I played some of the Total War games and never gotten into them. But I was like, you know what? I, like, I love fantasy worlds. I, I, this game seems interesting. I'll try it out. And I have to admit, that game is, it is so extremely complex. There are so many systems in that game. Like, I, like it starts you off and you almost go into battle right away. And I'm like, oh, this is a lot of fun. Like, you have a lot of minute control. You can set formations. You're kind of, and then it takes you out. And the next, like, 30 minutes are learning the economic and diplomatic systems in this game. And, like, I'm just sitting there. I'm like, I don't have, I don't have the willpower to learn this much about a game. <laughs> like, I don't, you know, and it's weird to say that when we've played so many MMOs and spent so much time. Um, so I was thinking about, I was like, maybe I'll buy it because it was heavily on sale. But then I was like, I just, I can't invest the time into this game to try to learn it. Um, but uh, it's funny because I had the exact same experience with what you mentioned, Total War, uh, Romance of the Three Kingdoms. I don't remember if it was a free weekend or if there's just a demo that I downloaded, but I tried it out. I didn't buy it, but I did try it out because I was interested in it because you know I love Three Kingdoms stuff. Um, I, I'm all about that. And I wanted to try this. I was excited for it. And I had the exact same result as you. Like I was like, like it was complicated. And I was just like, man, like this is really thick. And like, I'm sure if I really, like if I wanted to really get into this, I could probably find a lot of satisfaction here. But it, it, it was a little bit much for me, especially with my current time, like gaming time being what it is. It's like, it's one of those games where I would play and figure it out for like, you know, a couple of days. And then I'd take a couple of days away from it. And by the time I came back, I'd be like, what the fuck? Which is how it was with, a, there was a game called Stellaris, which mm. I really liked, which was like that. Like it took me a, real, a long time to figure it out. And I did, and I played it a whole bunch and I liked it. And then I tried to come back a couple months later after taking a break. And I was like, I know I knew how to play this game. But I don't anymore. <laughs> Man, um, this might be just a this might be a future just gonna drive. But as I was going through my Steam library, I looked longingly at Final Fantasy 15 again. Um, and <laughs> that's a game I definitely want to one day complete. Um, I just there's a lot of link about that game. But yeah, that you guys good on just gonna drive? Ready to ready to wrap this up? Well. Thank you for joining us uh, for Focus Target Podcast. We appreciate uh, you taking some time out of the day to check us out. Um, there are other ways that you can interact with us online. And so um, if you, by any chance, have a question of the day for us, um, if you have any uh, comments you want to make about Squadrons, whether you like it, whether you think it was worth um, $40, less than $40, more than $40, if you think Smiley was a douche for buying the deluxe version of uh, NHL 2020, um, definitely was. these are some ways you can interact with us online. <laughs> um, we are. Uh, you can email us at uh, focustargetpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at, at focustarget. Um, you can find us on YouTube at Focus Target Podcast. And we actually now have a new Twitch channel called, which is twitch.tv slash Focus Target Podcast. And we're hoping to start doing maybe some streaming on there um, in regards to that. So yeah, not much there yet, but yeah. <laughs> if you jump in there right after hearing this episode, there may be zero content, but hopefully soon. Um, but we thank you once again for joining us today. Um, 
as always, uh, this was not the as always host, Shiral. I was going to say, as always, for the <laughs> first time, <laughs> this is Smiley. And I'm Van. As always, cover us, Porkins. We're out. <laughs> <laughs>